Hi, my name is Corey the Cloud, and you're watching Hashtag Verse TV. Comment, like, share, and subscribe. Hashtag Verse TV week 146. All right. Hello, social media family. Welcome to Hashtag Verse TV week 146. I'm Aaron Mack, and I'm here with my very good friend, sensational singer, songwriter and truth liver Corey the cloud now can you say hi to our verse tv family Corey the cloud hi verse tv family my name is Corey the cloud i'm so happy to be here excellent we are happy to have you too friend all right and first up for our our audience who may not yet know where are you from and what do you love most about your residence journey thus far? All right, I'm from the greater 757 area, if you will, um, Norfolk, Virginia, if you will, um, Hampton Roads, down home, down bad. I love where I'm from. I love my people. I love being close to family, but I really love the arts that are like really out and popping here, especially a lot of the musicians that are coming out of the 757, especially a lot of like the street artists that are always doing projects on the roads. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed to be here. Nice. Very cool. And speaking of artists and all of the artists that you've been around, how long have you been singing, writing, and when did you first realize that you have a talent and a skill worth seriously pursuing? So... Interestingly enough, I started writing music when I was maybe like four or five. Um, I started in like a children's choir in, um, in church and then from sixth grade, well, from when I turned six, I was in Norfolk Christian Schools in Norfolk, Virginia. I remember us doing projects that had to do a lot of, with poetry and um, writing music. And that's where I first started doing that for projects and stuff. I didn't write my first song song until maybe second or third grade. It was just some BS uh, little, uh, <laughs> some BS little like hype myself up type stuff. It's like when I always hit the mic, anyone that heard me just got hype type of stuff. Like it was really, really not that important. But yes. um, I started producing stuff and putting it out like around college. I did my first demos um, freshman year, I believe. Mm, nice. For, okay. You, you know, I, I want to ask you more questions about the production aspect, but technically it wasn't in the advanced questions, so I will hold off on it for the time. So, where from where came your choice of the name Corey the Cloud? So, the Cloud moniker came after like me shifting around from a couple of different ones. First, it started off as The Fool, then it went to my given... Um, my given like legal name, and then it turns into the cloud because I was still like searching for guidance. And there's a biblical story talking about the Israelites walking through the wilderness where they are led by night by a pillar of fire, but by day it's a pillar of cloud or like a tornado. But in my mind, like that's where I got my name from. That's where I attribute my artistry to. I want to be seen as a, a path of a, a, a beacon of guidance for people because wow. there are so many there's so many people that are like me growing up who don't believe that they have somebody to look up to. And I didn't have that many people to look up to who are dealing with the same things I'm dealing with. So I want them to know that there's somebody in front of them that's trying to lead the way. 
and it's trying to do it in a positive way and that they don't have to feel alone when they're trying to chase the daylight. That is absolutely beautiful and truly, I, I honestly, can I be can I be honest for a second? Yeah, of course. I thought, and, and this is no shade to anyone, and even if that was a part of it, but I was like, I wonder if Corey the Cloud, if he's going to be like, I got the cloud from the fact that I smoke and I make clouds. And it's like, oh, okay, but you just took it to a whole nother, you're like, actually, it's biblical. Thank you. Anyway. Like everything, everything like a part of my identity comes from a biblical reference. And it's, it's weird that it happened that way because there was a time where I didn't believe in God and I, I straight away and I didn't want to deal with religiosity or anything to do with God because I was still coming into my own as a person. But there was a moment where I had to look back and see where I was really coming from, what really started all this. And it was me writing gospel music when I was in high school for my my youth band and stuff. It was me doing this little stuff that never got put out and no one will ever see. But this is where I first saw my goddess. This was the first forms of myself. So I kind of like, sure, it could be that I use my vape, but I don't I can't even vape anymore. I feel like God's taking that away from me so I can like focus on my breathing. So like I have to I have to find my identity in something other than a drug. So yes, vocalist and yes, vocal reasoning as well. I know that's right. All right. Now, Aaron Mack, me, loves how your well and I do, loves how your welcome profile to your Instagram says that you are quote figuring it out. And you use the pronouns they, them, he, his. And also you say, quote, I hope you feel safe here. Wow. Because my bow wow is like, I, I know you trying to go through your questions right now, but my bow wow is kicking up a storm. Let me, I'm, I'm listening to you. Papa, come here. Come here. Let him make a cameo on the live stream. Come here, Papa. You're not in trouble. Come here. What you boofing at? I should be my doggo. His name is Draco. Draconis. Everybody say hi to Draco. <laughs> what you boofing at, dude? You want to be in here? Is that what you want? But you can't be barking if you're doing that. Whatever. Want to chill out here? Want to chill here? So, um... Back to like the Instagram profile, right? Yes. So, and I, I was saying that that's powerful, and you are, and I wanted to specify this you are truly a lyricist in all mediums, in all forms of the term. And what made you choose such beautiful lyrics for your Instagram profile? So, I hope you feel safe here actually comes from like the idea from my first like it's weird my first ep that kind of got taken down off stores and stuff i think it might still be up on my soundcloud but it might be private something it was called our darkest places and in that i was talking about how i dealt with my first suicide attempt and so trigger warning i, I probably should have gone ahead and did that first but um i've dealt with a lot of uh i have a lot of cp cptsd i'm working out i'm like i have a lot of uh uh, emotional issues that I'm working out still. And I still want to give myself room to say I'm figuring it out. I really don't want people to feel like I have it all put together yet because I don't. I'm 
constantly shifting my ideas around, not necessarily my foundation, but the things I build on top of it. Yeah, I, I, I don't have it all put together yet, if that makes any sense. Um, but when I say, I hope you feel safe here, it comes from that project when I was saying, like, when you're in your darkest place, I hope you feel safe there. I hope that you know that you don't have to just let, dip out and give up on life because you feel like you're at your lowest point, that you feel like nobody wants you or nobody was going to be there for you. Um, I do that for myself, mostly. I do that for younger me. Um, I talk to my inner child. I talk to my younger child a lot when I ask him, like, what do you think about this? What do you want to, what do you want to tell about our story? Because in, in reality, that, that version of myself, I owe a lot of my identity to. I owe him staying and not giving up on life to, I'm, I can't, I would not be here if it weren't for a 16 year old me after being raped to stay, stay choosing to stay and choosing to fight through that, that stuff. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. So, um, that's, that's where my bio comes from. I hope people feel safe when they see me. I hope people feel safe when they hear my music, when they hear what I have to say. I hope that younger me feels safe with me telling his story because I'm not him anymore, but I am here because of him. So, pop, pop. Bluefish, come here. Sorry about that. You're fine. Your your pop up was uh, amening you like wow because you just said some powerful stuff my friend thank you thank you and speaking of powerful stuff and beautiful lyrics please give our hashtag verse TV family a sip of all the tea on the development of your latest magnificent single low love. And what made what motivated you to write, sing, and release it? You're not gonna believe me when I say this, but I wrote "Low Love" kind of prophetically. Um, this was about a year or two ago. It's 20, 2020. Um, I was sitting on a live with my friend Non-Rated Beats at the time, and um, he was uh, producing the track like from, from scratch, like he, I'm watching him, like I do this a lot when a lot of my friends are making beats and stuff. I'll practice my lyrics here and there and I'll send them what I have. So maybe I can get the beat. Um, maybe I can buy it from them or maybe I can send it off to another artist. I, I still like to do that. Um, but I wrote the song and then literally every line in the song started coming true and I got scared. And that's why it took me so long to even put it out because I was so afraid if I work on this, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was convinced. Mm. I was convinced that this stuff is, they ain't no, this is part of the reason why I came back to God because I'm like, I got to put some prayer over myself because if I'm saying this stuff and I'm losing all my friends and I'm being kicked out by my mom and I'm losing family members left and right and like, I, I Look, I need God. I need Jesus because this is not this is not going to end well. This is not going to end well because I'm going to say something dumb in one of these songs and it's going to happen to me and then I'm going to really be hurting. But um, it's it's weird how God allowed me to walk through it and how I how He allowed me to become stronger after and because of it. If it makes any sense, I, I'm with you. And again, you're a truth liver, and it sounds like God Almighty wants you to 
live your truth too and is cool with you living your truth as should we all and thank you for living your truth absolutely now i will say this part low love is brim filled with phenomenal lyrics and delivery now aaron mag me particular particularly loves the line because when you left I thought I lost it all, but thank God you only brought me to the brink. Now, is there another lyric in Low Love that brings up a particularly poignant Low Love memory of yours that you're able to share with our hashtag Verse TV family? And which particular lyric connects to it? So, um, I, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to preface it by saying me and my mother have the strongest connection we've had in a long, long time. Me and my sister have the strongest connection we've had in a long, long time. But that's because I was emotionally honest after this stuff happened. Let me preface it by saying that. So, Mom, Danny, I love y'all. This is what happened to me. And I want y'all to know that I forgave you a long time ago, and that's the reason why I can get to this point. So, now that that's out of the way... um. The the lyric is the season this season of death and restoration was a blessing, but I'm stepping in a new direction. And that comes at the very end of I believe in the first or second verse. I know it comes at the very end of the tail end of, I think it's the second second verse, but it's inconsequential. The meaning behind it was talking about the night I was kicked out of my mom's house and I was homeless. I was homeless for a good six months after that. And um, it was evident that I had no idea what I was going to do with my life if I didn't have um, my family over top of me, controlling me, saying what I needed to do, where I needed to be, not letting me be in a grown adult, not letting me pursue my sexuality or my religion the way I see fit. I needed them to have control over me up until that point. And there was freedom in realizing that I'm my own human being and that I have my own choices, my own repercussions to make. And there was also the moment where I realized that I had to let that younger idiot die. Not the kid that went through the trauma, but that 18 to 20 year old phase where I thought I had it figured it out, figured it out because I was an adult and I got it all together and I could be gay and do what I want and go to parties and bring the homeboys and no, <laughs> that's not how life works, especially when you don't have a job to pay the bills. So I was disrespectful in so many um, so many places towards my mom, towards my sister. Um, my sister dealt with um, a very, very she's, she's, I'm so proud of her. She's recovering from a very hard um, season of dealing with drugs. And like, she's, she's grown into this amazing person after it. But that's because we went through that season of death and restoration where we saw our younger selves die and we had to let some old habits die as well. And we also had to go through our resurrection, which was three days of complete darkness where we didn't know if it was going to happen or not. And then the ground shook and things started going in the right direction. But I'm saying that all that time and space that I had was a good thing for me. However, I will not be returning to how things were before. 
I can't let myself be as close as I was, this close in the same way as I was to my mom, like gullible idiot, not questioning things that she was saying when it came to religious stuff, when it came to my sister, like dropping things that have, um, for any of my sisters, any of my family, like dropping things at, uh, at the, at the, just the thought like, oh, y'all need me, I'm there. I can't be like that no more. Cause I already been through that season of being who everybody else wanted me to be for them and not who I needed me to be for me. You understand what I'm saying? So there were, that's, that was my season. And now I'm moving into a new season of really like accepting myself for unabashedly and unashamed of who I am and realizing that I can be myself without questioning other people's motives for being around me. Like I can be myself and love myself at the same time. So that's basically what that line means to me. That's beautiful. Death, resurrection. You, you're resurrecting, making it. Hallelujah. All right. Now, then, golly, talk about a segue. You unabashedly love God and are openly queer. Now, Aaron Mack, me, loves this and is also unabashedly in the same boat. Now, what role does this play in your music? And clearly, like, that's an example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I say it really informs my vulnerability and my sensibility. And what I mean by that is two things. Well, I believe my faith makes even makes me be even more authentic with my um with my audience because I it teaches me how not to like lie, teaches me how not to be deceitful or underhanded when it comes to how I'm doing things. I might be a Gemini, there might be two sides to my coin, but I'm a flip flop that lets you see both sides. Hey, I'm a Gemini too. that's sweet okay so you understand what i'm saying right like i under i get that there's a lot going on in here i get that there's a lot happening on either side of the coin for people and then they can't be able to take one or the other sometimes you got to get a little bit of one a little bit of the other here and there but i try to be as open and honest about what i'm dealing with on both sides like i don't try to hide my face from anything Nice. That's that's a, that's a knock to them girls on grinder. That's a knock to them girls on grinder. Okay. Well, well, anyways, anyways, back to God. Back to God. All right. No, always, always. <laughs> I'd say I'd say cuz I had this stuff written down. I feel like I'm going to read this out just so like I can like be honest about it. I say um it, I believe my faith my faith makes me even more authentic and embracing of my queerness. God's been teaching me how to love myself and deprogram the self-hatred that organized religion, hip-hop, R&B instilled in me as a Black queer man. It tells me that I can't love myself because of how I am and who I am. That's BS. Because that's not what God says about me. I had to let all that stuff go and really let God show himself to me as he was. Not as my family and pastors were so convinced he was. The love that I learned for myself and the world around me, the joy of life that I've gained, that's what I want to share with people. That's what it means to me in this moment. So that's what I have written down. Right on. Thank you. You know, it, it, it's interesting. I, I remember years ago when I was in my 20s reading that a large majority of us millennials changed the church of our youth 
to a new church in our adulthood because of the church's closed-minded views on people being who they are and living their truth. And we are prime examples of such people. And, and I think that's a beautiful thing. And thank you for sharing that with us. Speaking of, you, you just give all of the best segues. It's like, you know, it's coming. It's the Gemini. It's that Gemini. It's that Gemini. There it is. All right. What's the best advice that you have ever received? Ooh. I thought long and hard about this because I had to go back. No, I had to rewind, just freeze, went, freeze frame, freeze, oh, just, just like really give it a moment, really give it a moment. I had to think about it. And I came up with something that my, actually my sister told me, um, my sister Danielle, she's wise beyond her years. She's dealt with hard stuff, but she's come out on top of it. And the thing that she tells me is that people are going to do whatever they're going to do. And there isn't anything that you can do to stop them. So when someone tells you who they are, question them. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Like that right there, it's hard to get. It's hard to get. I'll read that last bit for you again. When someone tells you who they are, question them. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Because people, you can't. You can't go based off words now. You have to go based off actions. Like scripture, scripture also mm. talks about how people will know uh, followers of Christ by their love. And how they, sh love is not just a single thing. It's an action. It's not just an identity. It's what you do with your identity. So if I'm not showing people that I love them on a daily basis, then I don't love them. It doesn't matter how much time, how many times I tell them I love them. And love uh, is not simply just being for being there for them when they ask you to be there. It's being there for um being there for somebody when they need you to be there. Like that's you gotta learn the difference now. Cause sometimes people will overtake, like, oh, you love me, all right, then you do this, that, the third for me. Let me take, 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 let me take. And I'm not gonna pour anything back into you. Right. That's someone who has shown you that they don't love you right there. Okay. But someone's like, oh, like, let me do this. Okay, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Let me do this. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Who's constantly pouring more back into you. That's how you see someone is really invested in you. That's how, when they put their time, their talent, their treasure into you, that's how you see that someone loves you. So that's that's what I got. Yes, time, time, talent, and treasure. Yes. Y yes. Just. Yes, everything. Period. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm yes. killing these questions. Hey. Yes, hey. you better. Hey. <laughs> All right. Now, for those in our Verse TV family who are also still finding our way in life in general, what mm. advice would you share with them? Us. Us. I, I include myself. Listen real close. Forgive yourself, but please don't lie to yourself. Forgive yourself for the things that you think that you know that you did wrong, but don't lie to yourself and think that something was your fault when it wasn't. Forgive yourself when you hurt somebody that you really care about, but don't lie to yourself and say that you didn't do anything wrong at all. All right? Like, come on now. 
and forgiveness is a two-way street. Sometimes it'll take years for somebody to forgive you back. Come on now. Like, if you're going to grow up and be human, to be human is to err. You're yes. going to make mistakes. Be honest about those mistakes, but just, like, don't lie about them. Just if, if if the world changes because you made a you made a mistake, okay, then this is your new reality. Live in that reality the best that you can with as much love and peace as God would muster and put in you. But do not go ahead and lie and say things were the way they were, because it's not worth it. You're in a different, you're in a whole totally different timeline now. You would have hit the third variant, hit a hit a right and then a left. You you were a totally different person than what you thought you was, and you lied to the people that you care about now. So that that that's what I got to say. Because time, time is coming where people got to be honest. And it's all out here on the internet. We, nah. We're going to be faced with it at some point. Okay. Right on. Right on. Thank you. Now, do you have any tea information on anything else going on that you can share with our hashtag Verse TV family? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't spill tea. I sip it. <laughs> all right, all right, yes. But you ain't hear this from me. I got um some new music coming out. Um, for should be the second or third week of March, and then the first week of March, you should be here and give it to God very soon. It's a song between me and my friend Journey Kendall. Um, he Kendall Howard, excuse me. He's amazing, amazing rapper. Um, he's not he he doesn't claim to be like religious or anything, but it was cool to have a space to like open myself up to being a Christian artist again, or at least an artist who is known for being Christian. Because I know there's a lot of semantics to flop around with there, and I ain't in the, I I am not in the business of <laughs> wordplay is something I say for the stage in the studio. I'm not trying to do that on social media. So <laughs> I am what you think I am. I put they them in my bio for a reason. All right, okay. I don't, I'm not even gonna worry about it. But um, I'm also I was supposed to have another song come out um that wasn't low love before Valentine's Day um um I believe that one is wanna be wanted. That one I'm still working on with Dose Sounds. It should be coming out very soon. I'm supposed to be going to the studio later this week to try to get that figured out. But um, yeah, that's all I got. It's not really tea, but it's a little bit of news about me. So. Thank you. Yes. No, that, that, that's T. Thank you. All right. And the last question before we move on to part two, and I'm just realizing we should have been... Anyway, who do you think you are? I am the cloud. I'm whatever you think I am, but I know I, I know who made me first. So that, 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 that's all I'm going to say to that. All right now. So, for this, this is part two, the general hashtag Verse TV questions that we ask all our guests on hashtag Verse TV. And the first question is, if you had all the money slash power necessary, what would you do, change, that you feel would most benefit the LGBT plus community? All the money and power necessary. What? Fun methadone clinics. I'm sorry? Fun methadone clinics. Any any type of um any type of drug um drug prevention, drug curbing, drug 
um, destroying any type of way to get people off drugs, especially hard drugs, especially painkillers, prescription painkillers, um, cocaine, um, methamphetamines. I want to get people, I need my community off this shit because this is not coming from, this is not for us. It's killing people that we care about now. I'm going to tell y'all, my niece just died from an overdose. We don't know of what, but I have a feeling that it had something to do with fentanyl. I'm still, like, she's 16. I don't know if she claimed a part of the community. But that was my baby. Of course. That was my, that was my big brother's daughter. And so anybody, y'all, please <laughs> use the use the fentanyl checking strips. Use the fentanyl, if you're gonna use drugs, use the fentanyl checking strips. If you're gonna use drugs, make sure somebody knows where you at. If you're gonna use drugs, please like check in with your family. Like, please. Please. <laughs> Cause there are people that care about you. There there really are. And um Nobody wants to see you waking up in a ditch, and nobody wants you to go to sleep in one. All right? All right. Let me go. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh. Um. Oh. Um. Take your time. Take your time. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. This is, it has been a very, very, very interesting life um okay i'm ready for the next one thank you for your honesty okay so the next one starts off with a quote and it reads quote ask not where i live or what i like to eat or how i comb my hair but ask me what am i living for in detail ask me what i think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for. By and that's a quote by Thomas Merton. And the actual question, what is your goal in life and what is slowing you from achieving that goal? My goal in life is to truly be happy. Mm. And I know that's like, it's very common. Everybody wants to be happy. Nobody really wants to be sad. Nobody wants to be depressed. But I feel like the biggest thing stopping me from doing that is me. I still am battling my own self-destructive tendencies that I've built over the 22 years I've been on this planet. I'm still battling hate comments on social media, um, the arrogance of people who don't look like me, who think they know who I am. Um, I'm still battling internalized homophobia and this sense of religiosity that tells me I'll be damned to, I'll damn to hell forever. But in spite of all those things, I am striving every day to be happy. Whether that means I'm stuck in the bed sleeping or I'm out shucking and jiving, I'm going to fight to be happy. Right on. All right, and now our fun little cute questions. What is your hashtag deepest tea? And by deepest tea, we're meaning 
something that you've never shared on media before, but something that you're willing to share with us, of course. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Um. <clears throat> so, you know how... You know the phrase like home wrecker? Do tell. Yeah. Um there was a there was a time in college where there was <laughs> um I was still sputting and budding into my, my persona, my personality. Um and I, I, sl- I slutted out a baseball player. <laughs> he had a whole girlfriend, and that girl had a baby on the way. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I can't help but laugh at it now because it's just like, just, I didn't know until after it happened. But I'm sitting there. I had I I was felt so bad. I wrote a little letter. I slipped it on her door, her dorm room door. She hit me up on Snapchat. It's like, do you know how many other guys he done slept with? Like, girl, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I ain't never oh. had to get an STD check, but I'm about to get one now. Okay. Wow. Like, as well should you. <laughs> anyway. As well should you, please, because he. Mm-hmm. Sneaking and Lincoln. I'm telling you, he's sneaking and Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh my gosh. I've never heard that before, but wow, it can fit. Absolutely. Sneaking and Lincoln. There it is. All right. So, what are some stumbling blocks that you've had on your path up, and how did you overcome? Ooh. Um, I'd say, like, stage fright was a big one of them. Um... Yeah, believe it or not, like I still struggle from like crippling anxiety at times. Like, um, I have generalized depressive, generalized depressive disorder, major depressive disorder, and generalized anxiety disorder, and as well as a few other things that just keep me from being the most sociable and being in front of the camera, being in front of people. That's something that I'm still learning how to do. Um, so the that whole trick about imagining everybody naked, that don't work. Um, that'll get you into more embarrassing situations that you had planned before. So, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I see where you're going. I see where you're going. <laughs> All right. Tell the truth, shame the devil now. Um, okay. So, so, um, I'd say the biggest thing that helped me get past it was like posting more on social media and like really, mm, okay. I'm going to be honest about you about this. I started a Twitter specifically for body positivity, like to post, you know, um, content. And to be honest, seeing like the positive reactions from people and seeing people that did like seeing me that helped me out a lot time like that. And as much as, as much as it, it pains me to say, I do not regret that. I don't regret it at all. 
because it really and people are probably gonna find it. I don't care at this point. My body's mine. Man, you gotta you can't afford it. You can't afford to have me in the same room. So I don't understand why. Never mind. But um really like posting more myself and being vulnerable on camera. That's really what broke the habit of being so scared to be on stage with people. Like now I don't I don't feel the difference because I feel like I'm on the stage all the time. Yeah. Through through your, your post and everything. It's like you you've seen me, the whole me. The, the whole physical me. That's beautiful. Absolutely. And rounding out our verse, hashtag verse TV questions, what are some things that you would like to be left in the legacy time capsule for your work? I want <laughs> my first cello demos. Like when I was first like figuring out how to record music there's this one song called um sugar and spice that i like oh my god i have got i gotta i gotta finish that song this year i gotta go back and like find a demo and record it because i want that one to go down this was the first time i felt like an artist because i found i started i had my piano set up in my dorm room i had my cello and my bass and i was doing all the all the lines myself and i was recording everything line by line and I just felt so good about what I was doing for once. It's really, I feel like that was the first moment I felt like an artist. So, like, yeah, I want I want that track to be in the, I want that track, that one track to be there. Let's people know, like, I was here. I, I was here, and I learned how to do the stuff by myself. And can't nobody take that from me. That is a phenomenal answer. Absolutely. Right on. Okay. And now, where can people find you on media, on social media, Ooh. in general? You can find me just about anywhere at Corey underscore the cloud for Instagram. Um, Corey the cloud, all one word, C-O-R-Y-T-H-E-C-L-O-U-D on Twitter. I'm also on TikTok, Corey underscore the cloud. Um, I have several emails if you want to reach me there, but... You pretty much can find us through my Instagram profiles. I also have a Facebook page up, Corey the Cloud, as well. And you can find me on YouTube at Corey the Cloud. So everything is C-O-R-Y-T-H-E-C-L-O-U-D. Please come follow me. Wonderful. All right. And fantastic. Fantastic.